Hey guys, welcome to Design Test and Proof Podcast. I'm your co-host Eduardo, joined with my brother Diego. Ooh, what is it, my boys? Alright, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so today's episode we're going to be talking about the designer mindset and why you should adopt it. Uh, so if that catches your interest, stay tuned. Alright, Diego, so to start it off, uh, what does designer mindset mean to you? Uh, for me, I believe the designer mindset is someone who kind of takes personal responsibility for themselves. Um, who's always actively trying to design new systems into their lives, new kind of habits and rituals that I think will progress them overall in life. Because there's a saying I really like that says, um, goals don't create new results. Lifestyles do. That For that reason, you shouldn't try to chase new results. You should try to chase better rituals and better routines because those are, in the end, what are going to help you achieve those results that you want. Um and the way I kind of look into it is um, progression is based on just making mistakes and then learning from those mistakes. There's a really good book I'd like called Psycho Cybernetics. Um, and basically what it talks about is how our brains are actually wired like servo mechanisms. And what a servo mechanism is, it's kind of like a torpedo where where a torpedo hits from point A to point B. It makes a lot of mistakes and it has a system within it called the servo mechanism that based off of negative feedback to correct itself. So in the end, it does hit um, the target. So basically, that's what your subconscious mind is. It basically goes through life kind of seeing what you mess up on, getting negative feedback. And in the end, as long as you keep taking action and keep taking action and keep moving towards your goal, you'll learn from the negative mistakes and then you'll reach your goal in the end. But if you don't do anything and you kind of don't want to make any mistakes you don't want to embarrass yourself you're just going to stay in the same place that you're at and you're basically not going to progress and that's why kind of i believe that the de- designer mindset also is congruent with the growth mindset and that's what i think a designer mindset is but you yeah i mean it's pr- pretty much just having the mindset of constantly testing new ideas and systems and seeing what works and what doesn't and kind of avoid being in a fixed mindset of saying like oh i don't know how to do this so therefore i'm not going to do it it's more of like oh i don't know how to do it but let me try it out and then you'll probably fail but then from that, you'll like say, hey, this worked, this did, and I'll try it again uh, next time, and I'll do this to improve on it. Mm-hmm. So like you said, it's used synonymously. At least us, we use it synonymously with growth, growth mindset, um, so, which some of the listeners may have heard before. Um, so I guess to go on the opposite side of growth mindset slash design mindset, well, just for the listeners, we'll use those synonymously. Um, the opposite of that would be like the fixed mindset. So having a fixed mindset would be like believing that your abilities and skills just stay the same and not get any better over time. Mm-hmm. Like you see failure as permanent. Sometimes you just like avoid it at all costs and you get offended if somebody gives you like some feedback. And because of this, you may tend to choose simpler tasks or just avoid challenges in general. On the flip side, which is what we're talking about in the main, main, uh, concept or or, uh topic of this yeah topic for this this podcast episode is growth designer mindset so on that end um we kind of already hinted at it before but it's like you believe your abilities and skills just improve over time uh through each iteration and then you view failures as opportunities because you don't know everything going into everything so you like mess up and then from there you just get back up and say hey you know this worked this didn't and you get better at it um the next time around and then you actually encourage people to give you feedback because uh, that's kind of like checking out your blind spots. Um, and they're like, hey, like actually you could do better here. And like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Like, thanks for, thanks for letting me know. 
And then because of this, you actually take on harder tasks because you view that as growth opportunities. Mm -hmm. Um, It's intimidating, but in the end, you come out like stronger and uh, more, uh, I guess, resilient. Yeah. Like I remember just like give some examples of kind of like where this has applied in my life. I remember when I was in, when I just started the recent job that I have, I remember I was working with Evan, my supervisor, and I was a pretty close friend. And uh, about two weeks in, um, I was asking a lot of questions and it got to a point where he would look at me and he'd just be like, figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) So he kind of like threw me in the deep end um, about two weeks in when I was like having troubles. But that kind of built the resilience of me inside of me and it kind of like made me become a problem solver. Um, And, you know, it kind of like pushed me to the limit. Like the last one is um, you take harder tasks in order to improve. Um, I kind of try to take on more responsibilities. I try to like push myself to be better. And ever since even three months within that company, I kind of improved my skill set exponentially just being under him because he was also giving me feedback. He was giving me, you know, resources to read. He'd always be like, hey, read this article or, hey, um, this is a good book you should buy or, or stuff like that. And I'd always take his advice. I always read more. I'd always try to improve my skill set. And with that kind of mindset, I've gone to where I'm at today, where um, now one year uh, as of September 4th, I've been at the company and now I kind of run my paid media department. We're recently onboarding someone right now and I'm training him and he's a super cool dude. Shout out Ismail. Uh, and yeah, so I think that whole mindset of just like figuring it out, we call it the FIO mindset. Um, and that was kind of something that really pushed me to the next level in my career. And I'm sure that as an engineer, you've gone through a lot of that. I remember when you first started, um, I was kind of surprised on the workload that you were telling us about. And like, I was like, man, how do you handle that stress? It just like seemed like they just threw you into the fucking fires of hell. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I guess it, some context. Like, I, uh, I'm a mechanical engineer. I do design work um, for an aerospace defense company. And um, yeah, when I started off, like I had to learn a new application tool, like a CADing tool, 3D modeling tool, I guess for more detail. And uh, kind of work with the uh, electrical team to come up with a new thing. And, yeah, it's overwhelming. Um, I, like, tried and then some things worked, some things didn't. But then through each iteration over over the, the passing months, and I got better and better. And I was able to uh, kind of, like, solve the, the puzzle in a sense of um, designing a, a, a product that meets the requirements that our team was going for. So... Uh, we kind of jumped the gun on the next question, which was how do you apply the designer mindset to your life? So you kind of hinted at it. Oh, man, I've got tons of examples. <laughs> so I guess just how have you, you, you mentioned it for your career, that FO, what is it? The FOI? FIO. FIO, figure it out mindset. Yeah, um, yeah that's one. But I think the main one, I kind of, the biggest example I have is kind of like how I got into the career that I'm in. So just like as a background for everyone who's listening, I... Um, was actually going down the same path as my brother. Um, I kind of thought I was going to be a mechanical engineer ever since the sixth grade. I remember we did a career project of like, what do you want her to be? And I already knew I wanted to be a mechanical engineer. Um, I've always been into math and science. So I was very an analytical person. Um, I hated English. I was able to get by, but like I didn't in high school, I never read a book. Like I always used like, uh, what was it? Spark notes. And yeah. I like got B's on my essays. I was like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. And then on the other side, on my math classes, I wouldn't do any of the homework, but I'd ace the exams. And one of my teachers 
her, she grade heavily on exams rather than homework. And I had like 15 missing assignments and then I aced all the exams. So I got like a B plus on the grade in my nice. class. But that being said, um, I was always analytical. I love science. So I went to Cal State Long Beach, which is the same school Eduardo went. I basically went the same path as Eduardo. Um, I went to Cal State Long Beach as a mechanical engineer. And um, I say within the first three years, I started realizing like, man, this isn't for me. Um, and till this day, I still wonder like, is mechanical engineering not for me or was the way that they taught it not for me? Um, I didn't really like the, the, the structure of how the teachers would teach. Some of the teachers I, I didn't really like because their grading system was really weird. Um, instead of kind of trying to improve their, I mean, talk about growth mindset. These teachers did not have growth mindset. <laughs> instead of instead of looking at their the, the grades that their kids were getting um, and saying like, man, most of my kids are getting 70. Instead of saying, I need to teach better so they could get a 90 and actually ace my test, they would say, uh, if you got a 70, that's an A in this class. And I'm like, dude, what the hell? That's not a good teacher. I was like, that, like that's that really annoyed me. Um, so um, I just felt like I was learning a lot of stuff that I really didn't really need, especially in GEs and stuff. And I felt like I took like algebra like three times. So I was like, man, this school system is dumb. So I kind of got frustrated. Um, so I, I realized like, all right, this isn't for me. What am I going to do now? And then that's where like, it's like, all right, you got to design something. I was like, what am I going to do? So I went on Udemy and I remember I bought a WordPress course and I thought it was a programming language. And then should I was, probably get some con- context on Udemy for those that don't know. Okay. So another thing, if you're trying to learn something and this is not sponsored, I mean, this is the first episode I doubt we're going to get sponsored <laughs> on the first episode, but um, if you're trying to learn something and not pay $2,000, like these gurus are selling on fucking ad, like Facebook ads and stuff, just go to udemy.com. Um, udemy.com we'll put it on the show notes yeah and those are courses for like 10 12 bucks and they're really good courses like um i learned wordpress on that there's always a sale like 85 percent. yeah if, if you see that it's a hundred something dollars do not buy it it's gonna go for sale for like 12 bucks in like three days like yeah. don't do it um heads up and i bought a wordpress course and i remember i was showing you because i was learning coding because in my mind i was like man everything's coding now my phone's coding everything is programming they're making bank hell yeah i'm gonna fucking just become a programmer <laughs> so like i bought some courses on udemy thinking they're coding and i bought wordpress i thought it was a programming language and i showed eduardo like oh yeah i bought this and you're like why'd you buy wordpress i'm like as a coding language right he's like no that's fucking building websites <laughs> so i'm like oh fuck <laughs> but i was like man i already bought it might as well so i i took it i started building websites and i actually kind of like found that it was really cool i really like kind of got into like the design aspect of it um so i bought like i bought some books on web design and then i started building websites for local businesses and like there's right there for like negative feedback i would see what what would not work in terms of building websites like kind of learning my way around wordpress and just like failing through it through the design process of everything um and now i'm pretty good at wordpress i feel like i've mastered it pretty well um it took me like two years to do that um and then I've gathered a lot of tools along the way, but that's another story. Uh, but yeah, so I bought, I, I started building websites for, I built one for a Chinese restaurant and then um, I did one for my gym and all that type of stuff. But I kind of realized engineering wasn't for me. I went into computer science, but that didn't last long. It only lasted about a semester in there until I got an internship um, on my summer so I was actually in a summer class for for Java, which was a class I needed to do my next classes for the next semester. Um, but then I ended up dropping out of that summer course to do a summer internship. But then I ended up 
realizing that he was just exploiting me because it was a free internship. I was driving all the way to West Hollywood. My car broke down. That's another story. And then uh, I just left that internship. I went to an acai bowl shop. Now I'm making twelve, like $11 an hour. What the hell am I going to do? I dropped out of engineering. My parents are like, dude, what the hell are you doing? You're like ruining your life. I'm like, fuck. So I was working at an acai bowl shop. Um, my, my homie Garrett um, hooked it up with the job. And then uh, basically from there, I just started trying to figure out how to gain experience. Um, I built the website for that acai bowl shop. And then after that, I was like, man, um, I built these websites, but not a lot of people are going to them. How do I figure out how to get people to go to them? And that's where marketing came in. And I started, I bought a course from a guy named Billy Jean, who was really good. Um, and I've kind of just like invested in my education through there. And I've kind of crafted, crafted my own curriculum of marketing and web design and just like kept learning. I learned for about a year. I probably invested in like $2,000 worth of books and courses um, and then I would go to businesses, ask if I could do it for free just so I could gain experience and then leverage it. So that was a lot of trial and error. I learned from those mistakes. Um, and then it came to the interview process where I was like, okay, um, I'm ready to start applying to jobs. So I was applying to jobs and, um, I probably applied to a hundred jobs with my resume and I've got a call back for about 20. Um, I didn't, I went through some phone interviews. I, at the beginning, I was failing a lot, but I learned how to pitch myself. Um, and then I started getting in-person interviews and I would go to them. I wouldn't do good. Um, but a good tip and someone who's in an interviewing process right now is if they ask you a question and you don't know the answer to it, um, answer it to the best of your ability. And then at the end of the interview, you should ask them, hey, how would you answer that question that you asked me? And hopefully they'll give you the answer that they would have. So then now memorize that, write it down. So the next interview you have, if that question comes back up, you know the answer to it. Um, so I just did that through trial and error. And then it got to a point where I saw the job posting of the current company that I work at. And I read it and I thought, damn, this is the job for me. So um, I fit all the qualifications and I really liked, um, I went on their website. I really liked everything that they were doing. So I applied and I just couldn't help myself. So I emailed them and I said, hey, I applied. I think I'm in a really good position because of this, this, and this. Um, and then it was the longest one day of my life because it took that long prior to the respond. And then I got a phone interview. After that, I got in-person follow-ups. And then now I'm at where I'm at. Um, so I kind of like designed my own curriculum, designed my own path of career. And now um, my parents are happy. I'm happy. And life is pretty good right now. Um, so that's basically how I use kind of the designer mindset to kind of create my own career path um, after, you know, dropping out and really not having a plan. Um, so that's basically my example of how to use the designer mindset um, in my life recently. But what about you, Eduardo? So I'm not going to go into super long. Yeah, I know. But I'm a, I'm a rambler, man. I'm a rambler sometimes. Yeah. So for me, I mean, in terms of career, I just... Just a quick, <laughs> mine's is a lot shorter. It's just like I found out that like Diego, I didn't like English and I liked uh, physics and math more. So I ended up pursuing that. And then I found out about engineering, pushed through engineering. Um, you would learn, like, for example, the way I would use it is mainly for kind of productivity and getting more out of my days. Um, in the beginning, it was like pretty casual and easy. But then when the classes got tougher, you like test different things and you can um, see what works and what doesn't. So constantly trying to find out new systems that would work out. And that that's something that I use uh, until, I mean, to this day, and I'm sure for the rest of my life, uh, testing new things, try to get the most out of 
the days and kind of overcoming any challenges. And it's not only for just productivity to get more things out of the day, but also just like running meetings. I mean, leading teams, uh, getting more organized, even for like sports. Like I like to cycle. So like see, um, try different tactics or techniques to help um, just uh, be a better cyclist and then use it uh, just to be more disciplined. Um, so my response is just a pretty quick response uh, compared to yours, but uh, that's kind of how I use it. <laughs> um, I mean, that's kind of just how I use it um, to whatever. Like, for example, now this project that we're doing, this podcast, uh, kind of like see how this uh, podcast episode goes and, you know, just try to get better and better, learn yeah. more. If you guys saw the setup right now we have, it's just ghetto. Yeah. But we start off and then, you know, we'll keep going. Yeah. So, I mean, it just really depends on what is it that you want to improve in and then uh, try to be strategic about it. Don't just like mm-hmm. like reflect on it and say, hey, this worked, this didn't. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like what we saw, uh, talked about earlier. It's like a lot of people and I would admit that I have also experienced this in my life. I feel like we all have. We're not perfect. Um, is that you're scared to make mistakes or scared to kind of like mess up and embarrass yourself sometimes. Um, so you kind of want to go for perfection but we all know that like perfection is not really a good thing to to go for at the beginning you should just start doing something you're gonna mess up you're gonna learn from your mistakes but in the end you're gonna be progressed a lot further than if you just didn't start at all yeah i think i like heard something like if you're not failing in life in anything then you're not pushing yourself yeah exactly yeah Yeah. i mean there's this one guy on youtube I, i follow and like when a lot of young 20 year olds ask him questions like what should i do he just says go out and fail yeah (laughs) yeah that's that's good advice um all right so like let's let's wrap up this first episode dude um so what would you say the call to action to the audience for this first episode on uh, designer mindset growth mindset so it kind of goes back to the quote that i had in the beginning i kind of briefed around it but i have it right here um so i could tell it to you guys um so basically this is the one that i follow when in terms of creating goals instead of creating goals i try to focus on creating lifestyles and habits so the quote says, new goals don't deliver new results, new lifestyles do. And a lifestyle is not an outcome, it is a process. For this reason, all your energy should go into building better rituals, not chasing better results. Um, because, for example... Who says that quote? Uh, what was his name again? Is it James Clear? Yeah, James Clear. Um, so, for example, let's say you want to lose 20 pounds. The goal is 20 pounds to lose, but... The ritual is you're going to have to wake up early in the morning, go for a run or workout, and then probably fast 16 hours a day if you're doing intermittent fasting or whatever you're doing, vegan or carnivore or whatever. Um, but that's the ritual that you're going to follow to get to the goal. So focus on the ritual rather than just chasing the goal. That's basically what the quote is all about. So my call to action for people is instead of focusing on a specific goal you want to achieve, um, how can you turn that goal into a change in your lifestyle, a habit or ritual that you can follow every single day? And focus on creating better, better rituals, not chasing better results. Um, that would be for me. So, so, so yeah, just to clarify, just uh, last hard. thing. Um, so, for example, like design a morning ritual. That's something I'm doing right now as like kind of a ritual that I'm trying to build to help me progress in my goals. Kind of like um, put your mind in the right mindset. Yeah, because the way you start your day is kind of like the way your day goes. And my days have been going kind of shitty, kind of ever since covid so um just trying to get that you know designing like the right uh morning routines to get me going yeah start the engine at a right yeah note or something 
Yeah. Um, I think for me, I would say, uh, what's something that you want to learn or get better at, um, but haven't really put much time to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, uh, for us, it's like this podcast. So like, this is something that we're putting time into to get better at, but for the audience, like, is there like maybe piano, playing piano, guitar, maybe you want to learn coding, WordPress, want to learn a new 3D modeling software for my mechanical engineering uh, listeners. Nah, nobody wants to do that. <laughs> um and and just like carve out some time like you know like an hour or or like five hours a week you'd be surprised how much um you'll learn from it and then um kind of reflect back on how you how the time's going what's working what's not working and then be strategic about how you'll like double down on the wins like what's working and then kind of acknowledge that these things don't work so just don't like stop doing it or or reduce the times you do that um and that's a, that's a I would say that's a good way to start, um, a pr- like applying this. Don't don't be in the mindset like the fixed mindset where like oh I suck at this so I'm not gonna even try. Just uh, if, if it really catches your interest, then uh, put some time into it because um, I think it's like you regret the things that you didn't do rather than the things that you did but you failed at. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a good saying. Yeah, I forgot who says that, but uh, yeah, I like that. Unprepared. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. Okay. All right, guys. So if you enjoyed today's episode and found something valuable, um, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on the Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this on whichever platform. Um, if you think someone may find value in this episode, please share with them. And with that being said, uh, thanks for listening and catch you on the next one.